to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast. Once again with your boy Darry Lips and as always my man Gio. Hey man. Demo, I said it to your face. If you had a problem with me and you said nothing, I won't beat your ass because I'm a professional. Don't be scared. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> I think and that's the that gist note, of that yeah. conversation. Yeah. How is Demo then? <laughs> I'm so ill. I'm so tired. Yeah, yeah. And I have really. to, I've got... Yeah, I mean, you saw that email that I received as well, and like, how do I do? I can't. Yeah. Oh, God. But it's just been one of them days. Like, <laughs> you just watch things come in while dying. Like, I didn't. Yeah. Like, I'm normally awake. Like, I wake up, but didn't move till like 11. To... Yeah, not well. Uh, the chance of that would be a fine thing. I have been out of the house since half past six this morning. It is now 6 p.m. Don't fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then we're not messing about today. We're getting started. We've obviously got. Extreme Rules coming up. So we had the Go Home Raw last night. There's still obviously SmackDown coming this week. Um, Saturday. Love Saturday pay-per-views. Okay? What? Why? I am in love with Dick Seth Rollins so much. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, we'll start with Raw last night. <laughs> Solid enough, I have to say. I've got no issues with that. There's obviously some other bits and pieces that we need to address that have gone on on Twitter today. But for I'm a go- willing to take your word for it, by the way. <laughs> yeah, for a go-home show, it was a bit meh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a bit much of much this. Um, started with Judgment State uh, stuff. Um, AJ Styles come out. Mysterio come out. Insta tag match. Um, which Judgment Day won. But at the end, AJ was blaming Ray and he shoved him down and Ray left him and Judgment Day beat him up. Do you think? AJ will join? Or do you think don't here's a wild one. AJ will tease to join and Anderson and Gallows come back to help him. Well, this is what I was thinking. So the Good Brothers have obviously said they're going back to New Japan, but they're only going back for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So is he just doing this tease to sort of bide a bit of time until they come? I and then so. I think what we're likely to end up with is also having Edge's involvement in there somehow with them. I don't think I think Ray's gonna be done from the storyline. Um, and they'll just build Ray so and Dominic. So do you think that's where they're going with war games? See, Maybe. so, yeah, so my head's thinking AJ Styles, Anderson, Gallows, Edge. Versus Judgment Day. But they would need a fourth Judgment There's only three guys. Yeah, Unless Rhea's just going to, you know, Rhea's just going to do her thing. And, but, yeah, they would need to right. recruit someone. You can't tell me she wouldn't. Yeah. And you can't you can't say that you you'd hate watching it. I mean, she you know, but sure. um, yeah, there'd have to be a fourth. But um, I do get the feeling that some of this AJ stuff, I just don't see him joining. If like the rumors about you know big plans for Finn, don't see AJ Styles joining Judgment Day because of that. Unless Finn leaves, but I think Finn's doing all right. Judgment Day have done all right recently. They're feeling a bit like a faction. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a crappy match for them. It's yeah, it's it's a war games thing. I think they're we'll see. Uh, moved on to Bobby Lashley versus uh, Mustafa Ali, non-title. Do you know what? It was. I w- <laughs> yeah. So like, they, they made Ali look tough, but I don't feel that it was enough that they're trying to make him become a star. Don't know. 
So, yeah, like I said, I've not had a chance to watch it yet because there was no way I was staying up till 4am when I had to be up at 6am. That oh, just okay. wasn't going to work for me. Um, so all I've seen is little bits here and there on social media. And I'll be honest, I had no idea who that motherfucker was. I was like, who's that with? Can't, what? That's not Mustafa Ali. Yeah. He was putting a good performance. I just didn't get the feeling that it was to go anywhere. You know, I, I don't know. I just I just feel like Ali is next for the ones that's not going to make it and will bounce. I do honestly think he'll bounce. If I, I remember just... correctly, his last three promos were all basically copy and paste of his promo from yesterday, where, oh, I'm sick and tired of being overlooked, la la la, yep. I'm going to do this. Yep. He said that before, and then Champa beat your ass. He said that before, and then Miz beat your ass. He said that before, and then Retribution got slammed on their ass. Yeah. I mean, he put up, he showed he was tough, but I just, it just doesn't feel like Ali's going to become anything ever, you know? He's good in the ring. He's just not that level, in my opinion. Yeah. Exactly. They made him look tough because he didn't tap. The Hurt Lock passed him out. He didn't tap yeah. and, you know, he made like this count out thing just in time. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see the point of it though. Um, and then obviously comes to Geo's favorite stuff. Rollins, Matt Riddle face off where they weren't allowed to touch each other before Saturday. Um, this is Rollins part of it. Like, oh, I Dick says Rollins is great. Like, he's sitting there saying, Oh, you can't touch me because you, you depend on this match to pay your child support. Yeah. So, and then, but the thing was, so he did that. He mentioned child support, but I think Riddle's comebacks were better when he was like, hasn't main evented WrestleMania, but his wife had. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he did. And he sold his breath, which was just. He basically called him second string to Roman. Yeah, Roman's main event in WrestleMania. Becky has, but Seth hasn't. (laughs) When's the last title match you were in? Yeah, last title. Just the whole thing was great. Like Seth Rollins telling him he'll when he can tuck his kids in at night. He's like, oh, you can't. Yeah, it was good. And they obviously got Cormier come up on the screen. I mean, he didn't get any reaction. The crowd just didn't react, but he actually well, fits a fight pit. Like, Shamrock, damn it. Yeah, I would have preferred Shamrock, but Cormier fits <laughs> a fight pit kind of thing. Um, then we had the QR code that popped up. Damo, is you're the rabbit hole, man. <laughs> Watch the show. Yeah, you know it. You've already spoke to me about it, but it spelled out okay. yeah. Joe Gacy. Spelt out Gacy. No, it was just Gacy, wasn't it? Just Gacy. Yeah, something like that. And then it had coordinates to Extreme Rules venue. Extreme Rules. Yeah, and, and then it was Samson and Delilah picture, which was yeah, weird when a... Alexa turned on him, didn't he? Yeah, and, it's and then there was weird. There's, a backward, there's a backwards message that if you call this phone number, it's like a backwards message. And if you play it forward, it literally does like, you know how they do the shield thing where they're like, alpha, blah, blah, blah. So it spells out Bel Air. Okay. So let's not get too excited about it saying Bel Air because there's nothing excited about that bitch. Um, no, I'm not excited. However, I'm saying like, Extreme Rules is like in it. Philadelphia. Yeah. Bel Air. The Prince of Bel Air was moved to Philadelphia. It's the Gacy part that is just, do you yeah. think that's just to throw a spanner in that make people start thinking it's someone else like Ross? You know? Could you imagine though if we get Southern Bray White and Joe Gacy in a stable? See, so this is Incredible. the thing. So Joe Gacy, I feel, would be a slight 
underwhelming and the internet wrestling community would literally lose its mind. Like Twitter would break. But yeah. Gacy, as he is with Bray Wyatt and, you know, yes. I'm saying. I could get behind something like that. And we know like, Triple H is a big Gacy fan. So. Because Joe, this whole Joe Gacy thing from the beginning has really given me like the old Southern Bray Wyatt vibes of like him trying to make a cult. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I could it's not got the that. southern feel. It's, so Bray had like the, the southern like bio cult. Gacy's got the like Jonestown cult. Yeah. And the thing is, it's, it's something it's like very that different. I don't feel works on NXT because it's still, while it's its own show, it, it's, ne- it's not like a main show. Something like that. Oh, That's sh- why Elias worked so much better on the main roster because it needs a big arena. You know? Yeah. It needs that big arena. Why, for me, like, why Tyler Breeze worked better on NXT because it was, like, a short, sharp entrance, whereas on a main big arena, it's very different, you know? And that's why I think Joe Gacy thing would work better on the main roster, a bit like Elias. I mean, it could be Elias or this, no? We're forgetting that. <laughs> could be, actually. Sorry, it's God, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a bit more um, Ms. Loomis thing. I just... I just I'm happy to watch whatever the Loomis and Miz are doing right now. I don't even want them to fight. I just want to keep doing this. Um, and then we had Dakota Kai versus uh, Candice LeRae. Um, I'm surprised they made them fight because they're both pretty new and neither really could use the loss, but it was a bit of a shenanigan. No offense to Dakota Kai, but Candice LeRae's only on week two and you already fed her a loss? Yeah. So I'm going to say I don't think this Bailey group is working very well. I'm not in I'm not particularly behind it. It just doesn't feel it doesn't like it's working. Like the people in it don't mesh together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's it. But yeah, they got the win through some shenanigans. I mean the match was good. It was just weird for Larray to be the one to eat that. There's a lot of other women that could have done that match. Um Otis versus Johnny. Win. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just, yeah, wrong choice of opponent. Um, Otis yeah. versus Johnny Gargano. I, again, Otis is being protected beyond anything I've seen. And I don't get why. Like, so we spoke last week in the Strowman match that that match made Otis look strong. He picked up the win here against Johnny Gargano. Like, I don't understand unless they really do see Otis as like, a future monster or something, but it was weird because he beat him. I mean, yes, okay, Theory did hit Gargano with the briefcase and then he did the world's strongest slam, but yeah, Otis at the minute is on something or it's Alpha Academy maybe in general because they somehow even made Gable look good against Strowman. Um, did any did I really see the uh social media stuff and the promos that Gable did about Strowman in the build up to Raw? No, amazing. He was talking about how, like, he, he at first he was he was scared because like it's Braun Strowman and he's a monster, blah blah blah. And he's like, but I actually knew the monster before he was the monster and started talking about like all the old training stuff, similar to what he's done with Otis. And he's oh. like, so am I scared of the size of the man? Yeah, but I know I can beat him. Oh, like, yeah, this is amazing. And they but made I think... him look good. See, it's a bit weird since Strowman's been back. They've just. It doesn't feel like they're trying to book him like a monster. It's like they don't, they don't know what to do with Braun because, like, Gable is getting in on him. 
like Gable looked good. Um, so yeah. I think it's partly to do with because like Gable and Otis have done so much and like worked so hard to make this Alpha Academy thing work. Even in the losses, Triple H, you can tell Triple H has sort of been giving them a pat on the back and giving them the rub so that they don't look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why Otis won because he's literally laid down for everybody for the past three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. But the last so they're like, well, let's theory get involved. Come out of this looking the strongest yeah. for me. <clears throat> and yeah, you can, you also can't say that they don't know what the, to do with Braun because it was very obvious what they're going to do with Braun. Almost by who was watching the match. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say, Omos was watching. Yeah, yeah. Look, 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 just get that match over with. I know it's got, it's got to happen, but just do it quick. Um, yeah, do it quickly yeah. on a pre-show. Thank yeah, you. just get rid of it. Um, then some other bits and pieces of uh, damage control, beating up other people at the back. I don't know. Just, yeah. Um, Angelo Dawkins versus Solo Sequoia. It wasn't meant to be a tag team from what I'm reading, but Montez Ford had his foot ankle in a boot. Um, apparently there were some injuries before Raw that meant some sh- quick changes. Uh, so it did Sequoia versus Dawkins. Um, again, it's the it's a storyline match. I mean, there's sh- stuff with Jay and Sammy. He's really heating up. Sakura's getting obviously, you know, wins and time and yeah, because Dawkins actually looked good and I I hate that because I think he's useless. But yeah, fuck off. He's great. Yeah. Okay. Um. Then there was an Edge promo. Now in the Edge promo, he sat in like a ring corner doing like normal Edge things. Um. There was a lot of um puppets up at the top behind him. Um. Very noticeable ones. Assuming that's part of the White Rabbit stuff. But it was a very Edge promo. And now Edge would always be in a conversation of what my favorite wrestlers, right? But this Edge, I don't know if I've moved on from it. Like, I would just, I wouldn't use him regular. I'd use him as a every few months pop, you know? Because I just, I think I'm over it. I think I'm over Edge and ready to like move on to newer guys, you know? It's, I feel like it's, it's going to ruin Edge for me. It's what I said to you. Like, having Edge back is great. Like, he's, you know, he's not as good as he was in the ring, but he's still got it in the ring. He's, you know, he's he's done a lot to get back, and you can tell. But he's now had, what, seven returns in the past yeah, I, six months? To me, I feel like the neck injury, like, hindered him, and he has pulled back since coming back and hasn't gone, like, 100%. I don't think that like that tells enough. I don't, right. I don't watch him in the ring and think, nah, nah, he's not. He's just not there. Like I think, okay, he's not what he was, but he's still very much capable of going. And like he's still taking big bumps and whatnot. He's just constant edges out. Oh, he returns two weeks later. That's what I'm sick of. Too. Mm. I mean, if they knew they were bringing him back in two weeks, why write him off with like a broken leg? Yeah, like I just yeah, it feels a bit. Weird, but it was a good promo. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's a very good promo. It's very edge. I just don't think I'm in that space anymore. Um, and then Alexa Bliss versus Io Sky was the main event. And I have to say, uh, you know, okay, Sky got the win. Um, and they beat the hell out of the three of them. Like, Damage Control did make a mess on Oscar and Belair and Bliss. Like, they're definitely getting pushed. I just, I'm not enjoying it. Um, oh. They're they're definitely going to be the other war games match. No. So so this is the thing. So that was the build for Extreme Rules, and I look at the card. What is going to be the main event? Like I can't tell 
what the main uh, event of this is it's going to be the ladder match it's the ladder it's match the ladder it's, Bi it's bailey bianca yeah yeah i i'm I'd put money on it if, if I had any. <laughs> if I had enough money to gamble on that, I would put money on it being the ladder match. See, I got yeah, a weird feeling that it's going to be Liv versus Ronda and Charlotte Flair comes. Could work, but I don't. That match just doesn't. I'm looking at the way they've been built by WWE and the way the the external like stuff has built it and. They'd be daft not to go with Bailey Bianca. Yeah. Yeah, true. Right, let's run through the card and we'll get your predictions of what we have so far. I can't imagine any more matches being added on SmackDown. So we've got the good old-fashioned Donnybrook, Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. Who you got, Damo? Uh, Brawling Brutes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Imperium. Okay, I'd say the Brutes myself as well. Um, Edge versus Finn, I quit match. Um, I'm gonna say Edge. He honestly, if the other team wins, it's really killing Edge's comebacks because I don't think he's won really anything of these comebacks. I'm going to go with Finn because if not, it kills Judgment Day for the 13th time since they started. See, I, I. They yeah, with the rumors saying that they've got big, he's a big favorite of the the new regime, and I think Finn should win, but I do have a feeling Edge is going to win. But I I have Finn a very strong feeling that Edge wins wouldn't be great. No, you know? no, that's the problem. Is the choice of match? There's if four any of them other as match, well. I'd understand Edge like easily. There's four of them that can yeah. team on Edge. Yeah, the, you it, think they need to capitalize on that. Hmm. You think AJ gets involved somehow? I mean, he could. I mean, he has got some stuff, and maybe that could help it. But I just to have either one of them say I quit doesn't help either. It's a really no, strange. It shouldn't have been match. Match. No, maybe just like an extreme rules and beat the hell out, like Last Man Standing, because that can you know. Yeah. I quit. It's the same premise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, strap match between Drew and Mister Cross. Um, I think Cross. Cross. I think Cross is doing, he's made a very good second first impression. So I think he needs no, a big win. There's no way Killian Cross is eating a loss. No. 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 I, Especially, I, like, yeah. I feel like this is the outside interference happens here. And I think this is the culmination. This match is a culmination of the White Rabbit. Yeah. I think I mean, the only thing stopping that match from being the main event is a title. If that was for Intercontinental, US, etc. That would be the main event, hands down. All right, fight pit match. Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins, uh, Daniel Cormier in, uh, as the referee. Who you got to win? Riddle. Demo? Oh, Riddle? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going with... I, I was going to go with Riddle because I'm... Rollins beat him the other two times, didn't he? I'm going to go Rollins. Mm. I'm going to go Rollins. So... Yeah. They're saying it was that he could lose and it gets him a matches with Cormier. That's oh, you think, what I read you today. Think something like yeah, apparently like a high-profile program with Cormier to get him out of this riddle thing and have Riddle have a big win. Which, you know, it, it has to end the feud here. Like, 
because I'm kind of done with it. I well, yeah, Riddle. and that's like, Riddle. that's my thing. If it's ending the feud, Riddle has to pick up at least one fucking victory here because he's lost the other two matches. And it would be nice to see Rollins. But the thing is, where Rollins is, he, he can eat these losses. Rollins can lose this and he'll be fine. You know? I am excited to see what his gear is going to be because he usually, when something like this happens, he's got some sort of tribute gear or some sort of crazy gear as Seth Rollins. <laughs> I'm going Riddle. I'm going Riddle. Um, ladder match for the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. It's Bailey. has to be. Uh, hey, Bianca, hey, Bailey. B- Bianca Belair, so Damo has to like suffer through some more of her title reign. No, her That's title good. reign's done. <laughs> I don't, I don't Just... hate her like Damo does, but the title runs, <laughs> the title runs done, and she needs to take go and do. Some, I still maintain. I'm more excited to watch that match than I am the other women's title match. Still, I'm still there, Gio. I hope they're on one after another so that your piss break lasts really long. We cannot let Nick hear that you talk smack about this Liv Morgan Ronda Rousey match because my problem is wet dream. <laughs> I know it is right, and like I'll give it to Nick Fabley. They are both beautiful women, and I think both of them are good enough in the ring to do things. They're just not good enough in the ring together. Like there is zero chemistry. There is zero anything. And like the problem <laughs> is they're in Philadelphia. And I think they're both yeah. going to get booed. I, I honestly don't think... think they're both going to get booed because, like, it's very clear, like, for a wrestling audience, Liv Morgan's just, it's just not worked. It's just not. It's, it's terrifying to me that this match actually does need Charlotte, like you mentioned before. Like, I didn't think of it at the time. I was like, that is the only way to save this match is Charlotte Flair. Now, I don't have any hate on Charlotte Flair. She's easily without a doubt, the greatest women's wrestler ever. And anybody comes at me with anybody else, you can suck it. She is the most talented women's wrestler we have ever seen. She's great on the microphone. She's great on the microphone. Mm -hmm. Not so much when she's a face because she's just, she just bleeds heel. And that's, you know, fair play. Some people can't do face. Like John Cena wouldn't work as a heel with the way he'd built himself. But everybody wanted it. Didn't work. Charlotte doesn't work as a face. Charlotte only works as a heel. Um, Miz Miz could never really pull off. Exactly. Miz is a heel. It's just the way he is. Mm -hmm. Um, But But, yeah, like like, Charlotte comes back and she rescues this match. Like retains. That'll be Liv Morgan will be 3 0 against Ronda Rousey. Like I know the money in the bank really doesn't count, right? But it's in the record book as she pinned her. I don't know. I just feel now that Liv's going to retain, and I don't want it. I don't want it. Oh. Scared. I'm scared. But that's that's you know, extreme rules. And as it's on a Saturday, I get excited just Saturday. I'm going to be able to watch it. I thought it was on Sunday, but I get to watch it without having to worry I about know. being up at Me 16. Me and Nick were talking about it today. Just like, good Lord, it's on a Saturday, so we can just do it quite happily. Right. Um, quick mention. Um, Antonio, who's the yeah, Antonio Inoki? Inoki. 79 years old. Very sad. RIP. Yeah. Just He's a legend. The... Just true legend. That's the man who main evented the world's largest uh, wrestling attendance in mm-hmm. Japan against Flair. Yep. 
And he's been made uh, like the honorary lifetime chairman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was part of the parliament. He, he, he was pretty, he was owner of New Japan for a while. He was a big name. Yep. He is one of the goats. Yes, yes. just a straight goat. Like, Inside the, the ring and outside the ring. Yeah. But history of wrestling, like you, you wrestling Mark. This is a guy that would always be in your have, list of just. Have you guys yeah, ever yeah. seen? Have you guys ever seen the YouTube video of like how the young lions graduated from being young lions to the next step up of wrestlers? They had to like walk in the ring and just take a fucking straight slap by Antonio Inoki. I'd love to have seen Inoki versus Gunther slap off. Oh, like, so oh. like they would like like all yeah. young lions went gold, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. inside so, out. But yeah, the the it's like all the young lions line up, and they can't like they they just gotta stand straight. They can't raise their hands or nothing. And Antonio Inoki just hauls off and goes crap. Right into the news. I think the most has been today. Oh, first of all, I wrote down. Only Lorcan was spotted at the performance center as a guest coach, but he wasn't. Yeah. Only Lorcan was Imagine that. leaving to do bigger, better things. Now Go he's back a as a coach. guest coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they always Hype come back. Believed. What? Um, right, AEW Andrade obviously has to be talked about because you know he's been getting quite a lot of attention, especially today. Um, and obviously his match coming up on Friday. Is it Friday? Friday, yeah, yeah. Dude, they're imploding. Like, right, so, I don't know if this is AEW. I think it's Andrade's desperation to get out. No, I to see. I, of, I don't know if you guys just seen Ricky Stark's response to this whole <laughs> argument. He, he wrote, man, can my coworkers just shut the fuck up for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love that, Ricky. Fair. <laughs> so the, the impression I've had from Andrade's <laughs> tweets today, or his initial one, was that he wasn't. It was him coming in and saying, "I've I've not said that I definitively wanted out. I've not come in and put, you know." It was a sort of going to the people that he supposedly had problems with and just being like, "Whenever I've had a problem, I've said it to your face. Why do you not believe that I wouldn't have said this to someone's face?" Like, because all the talk has been on the internet, and this it's. Quiet from him. Sammy's a cunt. (laughs) But we knew that. And he is. Like, and there's no dispute in that. He is. I think he's I think he's leaving because the rumor going around is they're trying to bring in uh Rush's former partner Bandito. Uh, Bandito was offered a contract. Yeah, he's yeah, that's what I'm saying. So what I'm thinking. Is that Andrade loses or whatever, and then Bandito comes in and him and Rush are tag team. Um, can you put some respect on Rush, please? Losing his mask. That's the that's the bit of the match. I just don't see. Just don't see it. I just yeah, and then obviously he's put some tweets out. And obviously this thing with Sammy, and now some stuff that's just come out about AAA. So apparently the plan was for him to beat Omega, win the AAA title. But the officials of AAA changed their minds, had Omega retained, but reportedly due to Andrade's asking price for the match. So, and apparently they're now not on good terms, and it's believed Andrade is on the outs with AAA. Guevara called Andrade a jobber. Yeah, I think Andrade's <coughs> time there's just not worked out. But it starts to make no. me wonder, like, I don't know, it's... 
what is Del Rio vibes, you know, of just what private. Exactly, what exactly is his contract? Like, will he be under a no compete? Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine he'd be able to wrestle for a while. He's only been there, what, over a year? Just over a year? Like, Malachi Black was there before, was what, there after him? Yeah. And he's not okay. like, they, they, they locked him in, like, oh, cool, you want to leave, but you can't go anywhere else for two years. Um, but he was, where is it? Three year contract he signed when he joined. That was a year ago. Wow. A three year contract. Apparently, a three year deal. That's what I'm saying. So, like. <sighs> and then there was obviously, like, his on screen assistant that Jose, you know, saying almost like a goodbye and thank you for everything. And then obviously they, he got involved in the back and forth. I mean, Guerrero hit back with, you didn't say shit to me, you liar. But here's some truth. You're ungrateful, prick. You would be jobless if it wasn't for your father-in-law. Are you really mad at me or mad at yourself for failing to get um, over for a second time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sammy Guerrero, I don't know. If Literally he... told him, just go back to WWE like we all know you want to. Yeah, okay. but I don't yeah. know. Like Sammy throwing <laughs> that line out there makes him look like, I don't know if he's ever watched New Japan Wrestling because Andrade was a big name before WWE. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I think he wants out and I think I'm expecting him out. I'm expecting him to lose this match and he'll go quiet for a bit and then back. You think that's why Escobar's off TV too? Because they used to be a, they used to be like related too. Yeah, I just don't see 10 unmasking. More than anything else either. Like, I just don't, I don't see that being a thing. And it's all on Rampage. Like, how, like, it's quite a big deal. Like, I'm masking 10 or Andrade has to leave and they put it on fucking Rampage. Right? Look, I'd be all for, like, an Andrade and Escobar team. But we'll probably know Wednesday, won't we? Because it's recorded, isn't it, Rampage? Uh, no, I don't think this, I think this one's recorded Thursday. I think oh. I read that somewhere. Anyway, be interested, but I'm expecting him to leave. How? Um, but yeah, you're a jobber, a favor for hire. Love and that. I, I, I would like to talk about how god awful this the rust or the trust busters and the rust busters tag is. <laughs> okay. What the fuck is it stable? <laughs> I don't know. What is it? You know what? It's not often I agree with Gio. But what the fuck is this stable? I don't know. Yeah, wh where has it come from? <laughs> what is its point? Like, it's just random people from AEW Dark being a stable. What is this? Like, you got Parker Badeau, you got Sonny Kiss, the big, what, that big giant dude. Like, Ari Devari. Devar, like, what is this? Yeah, so here you go. Here's the actual members on the website. Jeeves K, Sonny Kiss, Parker Badeau, Slim J, and Ari Devari. Like, what is that? Like a who's who of nobody. Yeah, James K <laughs> is the guy that was in Impact. Uh, he he was the guy that was in the Learning Tree, whatever. With Myers, means nothing to me. It's just no. the weirdest group. Like, there's a picture of him here. Four people like, watch Impact here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it's, it's very very strange. Here. Very strange. Group. Oh. Um. Oh, no, that's, why, why is that? Well, no, I'm just looking at um, 
this stupid tag team. And underneath it, articles recommended for you. Now it grabbed my attention immediately. And I, like, immediately. Because the headline is Renee Young to be a part of Crown Jewel announced team. I know that they're going to Saudi soon, so I was like, oh. And then I clicked it, and the article's dated 2018. Why is that recommended for me now? Am I in a time machine? I was like, shit, boys, I've got big news. <laughs> um, obviously, quite a big match. I'm at one of watch on Dynamite this week. MJF is taking on Wheeler Utah um, because so he was the first match of All In, first match of uh, Dynamite, and this will be the first match of the three year anniversary of Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS. Um, they've they, they've also Ooh. remembered that Brian Cage works there, and they've given him a match against uh, Wardlow. Wardlow. <laughs> right, so I actually got a message today for us lot to mention Wardlow because I was going to lead to that. So well done. Have they ruined him? Was the simple question to put to you guys. Damo, I'll let you go first. Right, okay. Yes. Um, there's still a chance to save him. But my issue is they've done all this, like built this massive thing. And then he's tag teaming with Samoa Joe against fucking Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt. And he's wrestling ex- almost exclusively, it seems like, he's been on Rampage. He's like, it's, it's frustrating because, like, the symphony and all that, and he had made it work. And then they slapped him with Samojo, which is, you know, what fair play. Like, him and Samojo, fantastic athletes. Like, great team. Love it. But it's, it's, it's flattened him. He's made him a Ring of Honor bitch. And Ring of Honor doesn't even have a fucking TV show. So why are we, like, lumbering him with people put- that basically... Some of the blame on the MJF incident and him being sort of unfortunate in that. You know, like when they were trying to push EC3 and put him in a program with Dean Ambrose, but Dean Ambrose was leaving WWE, so EC3 just got shafted. Maybe. But yeah, he's got Brian Cage. And again, it's another one I feel that they've wasted, like Brian Cage. I was quite excited. Brian Cage with himself. Yeah, maybe, actually. Yeah. Brian Cage hasn't helped. And of course, it's going to be National Scissoring Day on Wednesday. Very excited. So how bad? So here's the thing. The DX reunion season premiere next week on Raw. How much do you think Scissor Me Daddy will be chanted? <laughs> I mean, if I were there, I'd chant it. You have to. Because like, you know, Billy Gunn not being there is very good. Do you think Billy shows up or do you think they're too afraid no. at the minute? You know, like they did the little uh, promos, didn't they, with Daniel Bryan and Jericho? They might let them have, there might be a video segment, but there's going to be nothing. There will be no appearance, which is a shame, but... Speaking of no. that, I ordered from uh, the AEW shop. I got a foam scissor hand thing coming soon. Of course you are. Gio, I love that. And on that note, I, I think we'll the old... your fucking reviews, Damo. Okay. <laughs> do you remember okay, the old yeah. phone? Do you remember like the old foam fingers that they made a scissor one? <laughs> right, review time. Oh, excited, was he? he is very excited. That's why I'm moving on. Right, you got William Regal, and obviously it'd be me. I did. Uh, Steve Blackman next week. So, yes. floor is yours, sir. So I'm going to do my matches chronologically, and then I'm going to go into my third Regal moment. At right. the end, because it's sort of, it, it, I've changed it a little bit because I just I've, I got watching and I was in a rabbit hole, <laughs> I'm a white rabbit hole. So I'll start, I'll start off with Stephen Regal versus Ultimo Dragon, not 
Stephen Regal versus Ultimate Dragon, as WCW insisted on calling him throughout television. Um, so whilst after rewatching this match, I was like, ah, this wasn't as good a match as I remembered it being in terms of like the actual match itself. But the reason that I've picked it as one of Regal's matches was because it was a defining moment where he was turning face. Right. Um, so up to this point, he'd been Lord Stephen Regal. He was a bit of a dick. Nobody liked him. People booed him because he was a dirty son of a bitch. Um, in the build-up to the match, he insisted that he no longer wanted to be called Lord, which obviously, commentary insisted on calling him Lord Stephen Regal, and uh, everybody else did because he'd been that Lord Stephen Regal for so long. Um, so technically, going into the match, he was still a bit of a heel. Obviously, he'd not had that big turn. That's what the whole point of the match was. Um, so they obviously they'd, what they'd done at WCW was to try and counterbalance that because Ultimo was also a heel, was have um, Sonny Ono, at ringside just to you know tip the balance so that people would start to get behind regal because they obviously wanted him to come out as the baby face um match itself like i say we're actually quite disappointing when i watched it back well like, i i remember this so much but you know the rose tinted specs that we all look at when we're watching attitude era yep i definitely had them on for this match because <laughs> i remember it being a fucking banger <laughs> and it was not at all um they, obviously they let both of them get the little sequences in which you'd expect from Ultimo doing flips and tricks and shit and Regal doing holds and grapples and, you know, wearing his opponent down. Um, it was a sort of a nothing back and forth match. Um, people trying to get tights to get, you know, roll up victories. Um, oh, sorry, I just need to sneeze. Um, so anyway, as the match continued to wear on, it was a, you know, it looked like Dragon was going to get the win. Um then Regal did his little comeback because that's what happens when you're a face. You have your comeback towards the end. Sonny Ono actually got involved in the match to try and stop Regal, um, but inadvertently he um, he managed to hit Dragon in the back of the head, um, which led to Regal kicking him in the face with the knee trembler. Um, he then locked in, hit in the reverse suplex, um, locked him up with rings, you know, his Regal stretch thing, and Dragon tapped, giving Regal the full face turn, the title, come out of slambery. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody's loving life. Lord Regal is no more. Stephen Regal's a champ. He lost it the following uh, Nitro uh, to Ultimo Drago. <laughs> Literally lost it a week later. So I don't, I don't know why he lost it. I just know he lost it the following Nitro, which will have been the Friday night. So he literally had the title for six days. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> The second match. Oh, <laughs> I think that's why I remember it so fondly because it was just, just that's yeah that's WCW. They've just they've made him and now they're going to break him. Um, the second match I picked, obviously I mentioned it a few times, was Cesaro versus Regal um, on NXT. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if this actually ended up being, but it was billed as Regal's last match. Um, I've not done any research to see if he wrestled hey. afterwards because everybody does. Let's be honest. Hey, Gamble, um, how were the commercials during that match? No, I'll come to them. I'll get to the exact point where the commercial hit, and then I'll stop to tell you about the commercial. So um, the whole build-up to this match had been Cesaro disrespecting Regal and just being a bit of a dick. Um, interesting side note, Cesaro came out to We The People, forgot that had happened, and when I watched it, I was like, shit, forgot he did that. Um, so, yeah, Cesaro's the heel, Regal's the, the, the baby-faced underdog. Obviously, Regal's cracking on a bit. Regal's a commentator at this point. Which brings me on to a side note, the commentary team for this match made me want to flush my head down a toilet. Oh, really? Tensai and Byron Saxton. Oh. Oh. I was hoping you'd get Percy Watson. 
Oh, oh Percy Watson what? might have been there actually. There was three, but I can't remember who the third one was. But yeah, it's yeah Saxton and Tensai. Because it, so Tensai, and it was actually Tensai, not Matt Bloom. They referred to him as Tensai. Now, if I remember correctly, Tensai didn't speak. So what the fuck is he doing on commentary was my first instinct. But you know what? His commentary was awful. Saxton's was awful. Generic third dude, awful. Um, this match was a very... The NXT crowd struggled with it because they're American. And, you know, British and European wrestling is very, very different to what you see on WWE product, on AEW's product, on Impact's product. And they wrestled a really good... Matt tactical, not technical. I will not have anybody tell me that Cesaro is a technical wrestler. It was a very tactical, Matt based, like European wrestling match. It was so good. Like every, there was test of strengths, there was wrist locks. You know, the typical thing that you'd expect from a, a European match. Just literally, just wrestled the hell out of each other. Um, Regal's age kicking in. Uh, Regal uh, up to up to a certain point, he tried to be a good. He tried to be good. And then he had Cesaro in the corner, the ref's doing his counts, and Regal's like talking to ref, distracted, kicking him, you know, like back heels to the face and whatnot, which caused Cesaro to snap. Cesaro then did his own dirty move where he did a chop block, which took Regal's knee out. Regal went out to the, like, rolled out to the side of the ring. Cesaro started smashing his knee onto the uh, ring apron. Anyway, then we cut to commercial. And I shit you not, this was, this, I saw this. This isn't made up. And you can check it afterwards. It was an advert for what I believe was the um, first, the New Year's episode of Raw. And Big Show was in a fucking nappy. <laughs> like an adult diaper. <laughs> it was New Year's baby Big Show. It was New Year's baby Big Show. And he was squirting milk on people from a bottle. People were giving him, like... Dummy slash pacifiers. It was. I, I had to pause because I was like, I can't watch the rest of this match. Can't do it. Anyway, we we come we we we, we come back from the from the commercial, um, and Cesaro's obviously fully in control now. He's taken Regal's knees out, um, and he was just literally then just basically spent the next ten minutes beating the absolute piss out of Regal. Um, Regal's down. Cesaro did a double, a running double stomp to the head. At which point Regal was, I mean, people didn't know whether Regal were alive or not. He literally laid there, motionless, referees checking on him. Then he started moving his arm. Cesaro was stuck in a bit of a do I don't I? Went to pick him up for the uh, neutralizer, put him back down, couldn't do it. Was sort of having his, oh, you know, that moment where like, oh, maybe he's about to like realize that actually he owes a lot to Regal because you're only a wrestler because you've got Regal's style. Um, Regal put you on the map, bitch. Um, anyway, Regal gets up, like climbs up Cesaro, and he's, he's ready to fight. So Cesaro just fucking slaps him with neutralizer, pins him for win. Um, if it was Regal's last match, perfect ending, like perfect. The, the, between them, they wrestled a really good match, and it's interesting that that was Regal's last match for them to then become the BCC further down the line in AEW for a good little tie-in. Um, but yeah, it, it, I can see why people didn't rate it, like. It's not for the American market that much at all. But like Darry, if you watched it, you'd be like, you know what? This is yeah. this feels very homely, yeah, like yeah. proper British style versus European style. Perfect. Um, so originally, I was going to discuss and go through uh, Regal and Eugene and that relationship, and how I felt like that was like a really good turning point for Regal. But I started watching 
literally every time that man gets a general manager role, he creates something. Mm-hmm. There was Tajiri. Tajiri got over despite not being able to speak a word at Queen's because of his interactions and his his like on-screen relationship with Regal. Yeah. It was weird. Tajiri does not work on WWE TV or WWF TV, but Regal literally gave it his all, made it work. Mm-hmm. Eugene, no one cared. Like Eugene was the worst. Yeah, the worst character. Maybe not Katie Vick might have that actually. But he was one of the worst characters to ever feature on a wrestling product. Like you can talk about your shockmasters, you can talk about everything. This was literally a man pretending. Yeah, the he thing was with special Eugene, needs. The thing with Eugene, it wasn't just a character. They took somebody who, if you watched him as Nick Dinsmore, he was a great wrestling. Like he, he yeah, knew yeah. how to wrestle, and, and he was one yeah, of yeah. the better doinks. They yeah. chopped him down to like giving him like. Uh, basically a move set where it was, oh, you're a fanboy of every wrestler, so yep. you're just going to mimic every wrestler's They wrestling. literally had him drooling on himself. Like, that's where, they, that's how low they took that character. They, like, literally, like, if that was on TV now, they would be shut down. Like, there would be complaints galore. Okay. Like, it was actually awful. But he did have, he did have that cool promo where he was general manager and was in a ball pit. Yeah, he did. My God! So and you don't make me miss any of this old wrestling, you know. Well, uh, obviously, it's, uh, well, it's some point down the line, Regal. I think he was Commissioner Regal at this point. Decided he was going to take Eugene under his wing and sort of try and swing that back around. And that's when he had that really infamous uh, thing with Triple H, where Man, he, um, the storyline was that's how they introduced Eugene. They introduced Eugene because Regal had nothing to do. And Eric Bischoff was like, hey, you're going to babysit my nephew. He that was, he was his babysitter. Yeah. He was his babysitter, yes. Um, and obviously, Regal came out and he was like, me and you, you used to be naughty boys, didn't we? And all this. And it was just fantastic. But Regal made Eugene somewhat watchable. Yeah. Then obviously, Regal, he, had, he did bits and pieces. He did bits and pieces. There was Paul London and the pirate nonsense. Like Somehow <laughs> Regal still managed to make that work. Uh, the then there was NXT. It was, it was another face. It was another Regal turns face moment because at that point he was still heel while Eugene was a face, and the whole mm. thing was is they wanted Eugene to like not wrestle anymore, and he 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 realized Eugene actually was smart. So that's how that whole thing happened. Now you listen to me, sunshine. <laughs> One um, of my favorites yeah, is when he. Gets in when Austin was here when he's trying to fight Tajiri and he gets up in his face. It's one of my favorites. Like, got all up in Austin's face. It's like, you can either fight him or you can bloody well fight me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, literally, like, just didn't care. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think it helped because of his accent. But yeah, then NXT, yeah. black and gold. Literally, the credit has to go to Triple H and William Regal. Yeah, Regal came in after the whole build and mop nonsense and all what all of that bullshit. Like they could have easily just said, "Now nah, we're done NXT." Like there's no recovering from this. Like that, there's some serious things were thrown around. And oh, Regal, on. who you was have a, you have to give a little credit to Albert too. I absolutely do not. No, no, we don't. <laughs> no, because he actually you can't give him credit because he took over the product from Regal. Like that would for me like. Regal and Triple H are the reason. Not, not full-time. Like, Regal was the man. 
Like yep. Regal was the one behind yep. the scenes making all that tick. Yep. Like Regal made those stars. Yeah, I and so. you can see it. A lot of people that have left have said Triple H and Regal, Triple H and Regal, Triple H and Regal. Yeah. Like, do I think Pete Dunne would be around without Regal? No. Do I think Tyler Bate would be around without Regal? No. Cesaro would have definitely disappeared if he didn't have that yeah, feud with the, Regal the, that took him to another level. Like Regal UK made thing. superstars. The whole NXT UK thing was Regal's brainchild. Like yeah. him and Johnny Saint wanted to do that. Yeah. And look what happens. Regal's gone to AEW. NXT UK is dead. Yeah. Which yeah, then yeah. the final part of the Regal jigsaw, he's gone to AEW. Now, obviously, John Moxley would be a superstar regardless. Daniel Bryan would be a superstar regardless. Genuinely speaking, before Wheelie Utah started feuding with the Blackpool Combat Club and eventually joined them, did anybody give a shit? No. Geo, did you give a shit? No. However, now, Darry, you've already said you're looking forward to watching Wheelie Utah. Yep. I'm looking forward to MJF Wheelie Utah because of where Wheelie Utah is. He's really, like, stuck yeah. up, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's the Regal effect. And I personally think that Jericho and Regal, I'll give Jericho some credit, Jericho and Regal are behind um, Garcia. Mm-hmm. His step up, Definitely. because I think I think he's given that sort of stability that Moxley and Danielson needed. He's given Cesaro the mouthpiece that he needed, but he's given everybody that rub of he's he's literally the perfect man to have backstage. He's been there, done it all. He's battled his demons. He's recovered from it. He's fought everywhere in the world, and there aren't many people in the wrestling business that the know only, the wrestling business like him. The only thing that confuses me with that stable is. The inclusion of Moxley. Because Moxley's more of a deathmatch wrestler than he is, like, a pure grappler like the rest of them. I think it's because he needed... I think they did it more for the stability. They're like that. Moxley's obviously talked about battling his demons. And Regal has battled his demons for a long time. Yeah, exactly. I, think like, have have like I don't think Moxley's technically... Yeah. I don't think Moxley's technically in the Blackpool Combat Club. But I think he is the Blackpool Combat Club. I think he needs it for, you know, and has gone through like, rehab. And the rest of them, I, I, like, the rest I understood because, you know, Cesaro's a, a catch-as-catch-can guy. Daniel Bryan actually was trained semi by Regal. Like, and he, Garcia's a catch as Like, it all makes sense. And, then it's yeah, like, yeah. and there's Moxley. <laughs> yeah, no, I would I, like I, to I see that's at it. the end of all this. Keeping Moxley safe. But then again, I guess you could say Moxley was sort of trained by Regal when he was in Florida Championship Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see at the end of this, Regal be the man that they entrust Ring of Honor with. Yes. They did have that whole Regal-Moxley feud in Florida Championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that was one of the matches I was looking at using, but then I was yeah. like, I'm going to use the Cesaro one. Well, because it was almost <clears> the same <throat> storyline where like, Regal yeah, yeah. was the commentator and... Moxley was basically like, you used to be my hero and you gone soft. And they had like, I think, four different matches and they were... Yeah, I also knew that Cesaro's match would be easier to find online. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, think, you think he feels bad for going to AEW or you think he's such a professional that, you know? I think he's a professional that even if he'd ended up working for... Literally, like Blackpool Wrestling Company, he would still be happy and he'd still be. Yeah, doing I, I, I think I, Triple H is more upset about it than he probably is because that was yeah. like you said, like that was Triple H's go to guy. And Vince really made that decision once Triple H was out with his heart issue. 
So I'm assuming that's something like immediately when Triple H took over, had he not been under contract, Triple H would have rectified that and scooped him the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's brought uh, Gabe back, haven't he? Like, Gabe was released by Vince. Triple H has brought him back. Yeah. Road Dog's obviously back. Yep. He'll get them all back over time. He will get them all back. But did you enjoy it? Did it give you a different view on Regal Wars? Did it just confirm what you already knew? It confirmed what I already knew. Um, I'd love to say I enjoyed it, but that that disappointing Ultimo match that I just I just remember it so much better than it was. <laughs> and of course, next week goes to the <laughs> next Blackman, week goes to the I know, I know my matches. I know already. Hit the music. Did he have music? <laughs> yeah, that's his music! Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 can, I can tell you, the three matches that I picked out is obviously the one with Shane McMahon, because I think that was the best. Uh, there's a match with Ken Shamrock, and there's a match, a tag match with Al Snow with uh, Ch- Chester McCheeserton. Like, turn on him. Because I actually remember the tag match. The music was just somebody tapping on drums going... Yeah, yeah, it was. Right, quick shout out for Idiot of the Week, whoever faked themselves as Carmella to Photoshop this sex tape because it was very clear not her. Like, I'm sorry, if you've got a chance to see it, yeah, it's not Carmella. <laughs> it's just not. Like, it's very sad. Um, yeah, the photo Comment- was very clear Photoshop. Somebody commented on that was right. That Corey Graves ain't that big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the other one, like, she's cute, but she ain't me. That's what Carmella replied. <laughs> but yeah, so you can uh, you can have, take Idiot of the Week, whoever made that, and fair fucks. Right, that brings us to the end. Uh, Extreme Rules will be Saturday, so we'll be all about that next week. Obviously, with some Steve Blackman thrown in at the end. Um, and hopefully, we'll have Ronda Rousey as champ and Bailey. Me and Damo don't have to go crazy. <laughs> that would be great. Right. See you guys next week. Yeah. yeah. Peace.